and let's let's be real in in I know me and we were talking about this before in our early stages of our career mm. we are young we're trying to earn our stripes we are keen and eager to please yeah. so we can sometimes come across as a little bit defensive when maybe things don't go our way or we make little mistakes here and there and yep. like as you grow up and you, you realize, try and cover it up that's yeah it. we've all been there yeah that's it and when you realize mistakes are actually just blessings in disguises and you're only just that's what experience is experience is just the amount of times you've made mistakes um <laughs> that's literally. so true that's all it is yeah um and we are very we're very if we get the right people on the bus the right people in the right seats and the wrong people off the bus then we'll figure out how to take it someplace great. You're listening to the Marketing Mentors Podcast brought to you by Red Pandas Digital. I'm Linda and I'm joined by the lovely Tasha. Terrific Tasha. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Terrific Tasha. In this episode, we're talking to anyone looking to build a high performance team in the marketing space. Yes. And we draw a lot of inspo in this episode from a wonderful Jim Collins book called Good to Great. Mm-hmm. But today we're really going to be talking about hiring and hiring the right person for the right seat. And there's two things there. There's hiring the right person and then also making sure that you have the right seat uh, or you're looking to hire for the right seat. That's it. In the company. Yeah. It's like that saying, don't put a square peg in a round hole. Yeah, that's exactly it. hundred percent. So yeah. yeah, to harp on what Linda's saying, Jim Collins' book, Good to Great, it is a fantastic book. There's, I think it's 12 from memory, 12 core concepts he talks about. Yeah. We're going to talk about three. Yeah. Um, and the first one is values, wills, or skills. So with this concept, Linda, the idea is exactly what you were saying. Let's hire the right person for the right seat as opposed to the square peg in the round hole because it's yep. not going to work out. And as Red Pandas is growing and we're continuing to grow at the the pace that we're growing at, we are mm. seeing this more and more that we have very clear defined roles yep. that we need to hire for. In our earlier days, we knew we needed to hire, but we didn't really know what those roles were. And so yep. we have no, like not even embarrassed about it, but we've hired the wrong people for the wrong roles before. Mm. We've hired for the wrong role for the right person. And like just, yeah, you know, right person, but just in that's the wrong it, role. A hundred percent. So it's, um, you know, you live and you learn and these yeah, lessons are and, things. Trial and error. That, exactly, trial and error. And one of the things we're definitely seeing and what rings true to Jim Collins' concept of values, wills or skills is hiring the right person for a value, wills or skills problem. Yeah. So what's the problem that we've got within the team? What's the job that we're trying to fill? Mm-hmm. Is it a value thing? Is it a wills thing? Is it a skills thing? Yeah. And then finding the right person for that that seat essentially for that role. So some some really good examples are like uh, you can get someone that has got the same values as yourself, as the company, yeah. someone that has the will. Um, do they have the skill? Yeah. If they don't have the skill, is it something that we can teach them? Is it worth the investment and the time in teaching them because they tick the values and they tick the uh, the wills box, Yeah. Um, but they don't tick the skills box? That's so an important point. Yeah, if huge. they don't have the skill, like if you've learned over time that they don't have the skill, then the important question to ask in this concept is do they have the will to learn that skill? So can you ignite some sort of passion, growth mindset so that they yep. can develop that skill because they in fact have the values that your company um, want in their employees? Exactly. And then to the point of is it the right person for the right job, um, but maybe there's a skill gap or a wills gap, if you will. Yeah. Um, it really, I think it comes down to as well, obviously that person, that person's want and, and mindset. So 
we look at our lead developer, for example, mm -hmm. an incredible developer. In terms of skills, he's got them all. Yeah. Um, to be a lead developer, not an yep. account manager though. Yeah. And we wouldn't put him in an account mm. management role. So he's got the right value, he's got the right wills and the right skills for the role that he is in and yep. he works beautifully in that role. Yeah. And we're not going to try and shift and swap and change and put him somewhere else. Yeah. Because we know we're going to end up with a misalignment of values between, you know, him and us. Yeah. And the skill set for him to be an account manager just isn't there and that's fine. Mm -hmm. We don't need him to be an account manager. Yeah. So it's really driving in on that, you know, hire for the role. Yeah. What's the skill for the role? And to Linda's point, if they don't have the will, is it something – can you ignite it? Yeah. Can you put a firecracker under them and get them to be motivated and, you know, have the will to want to do that job? Mm -hmm. We have had people in the past work here where they have, they've had the skill, they've even had the value, but there's just been no will there. Yeah. And we've tried. We've tried. We put the firecrackers, we've incentivized like this way and which way, shape and whatnot. Yeah. And it just hasn't worked. Yeah. And that's fine. We get it. All good. I think this is one concept where – I know we're talking from a hiring point of view, but even if you have someone and you're not sure if they are the right person for that particular role, I think this one here is important to evaluate because there are some fundamentals in this particular concept which you can't go beyond. Yeah. So like the, the values thing and the uh, sorry and the uh, the will thing, I think the values is really important. You know, I've worked with people in the past where you know, they fundamentally don't live by the same value system as everybody else in the team mm. or by the company. And that's just something that you can't you can't change. It's either really there or it's not. You can't teach yep. that, a values thing. A simple um, example is lying, for example. You know, yeah. if you're working with your team and, um, you know, they've mentioned that they've delivered something and they haven't, you know, that, that fundamental component there of like moral values yeah. is something that you just can't teach. So it's important to try and identify that really early on yep. in your hiring process by asking the right sorts of questions that might reveal morally how they live day to day and oh, the I ethics. I love that. Yeah, yeah. That's, a really, that's a good one, Linda. So what can you give us an example of what one of those questions might be that really shows you someone's uh, values? Maybe asking when something went wrong in the past and just seeing how they dealt with it. And maybe it's not in a professional setting because I think maybe that's an easy example where you can kind of craft your way around. Yep. Maybe a personal question. Yeah, okay. Where maybe they've handled a situation or situations blown up personally. Yeah. And if they're willing to share that with you and also how they navigated that, um, maybe something, yeah, I, I guess I think maybe yeah. personal would be the way. Yeah, okay. I don't yeah. I think I've done many personal um, questions and interviews around around that topic. I definitely yeah. want to give it a go. We've yeah. got a whole bunch of uh, roles opening up real soon we at do. Red Pandas. So yeah. if you're interested, just follow us on LinkedIn and you'll see them coming up. <laughs> but um, definitely I ask all the time, tell me about a time you met. Like these are the words I say, tell me about a time you made a mistake. Totally. What was the mistake you made and what did you do directly after? Yeah. And then I'm quiet and I let them let them answer. And it's interesting because I know what I would say to that question yeah. because I ask it all the time. Yeah. And I've had it answered in different which ways, shapes or forms, but it is really interesting to see how people problem solve, number mm -hmm. one. Yeah. That's a really good, really good question for that. Yeah. But then also to today's topic is the values. Yeah. Do they value honesty like like you were saying or do they value teamwork? Yeah. Are they a team player? Well, I guess it's also important within that question to make it relevant to the role, yes. right? So let's yeah. say the role heavily relies on deadlines. So – Maybe it's more of a question around, you know, 
if if you've had issues with deadlines in the past, why? You know, yep. why is that arose? And then kind of understanding how they answer that, the words that they use, yep. that's specific to the role that you're hiring as well, yep. kind of allows you some insight into yeah. how they talk or, about um, past experiences. Tell me about a time you missed a deadline. Like yeah, just like yeah. literally just leaving it at that and then just seeing where the story goes. And yeah. It's really interesting. As we know, when you ask questions, mm. you can see someone's thought pattern going down this, you know, this journey of like they're almost reflecting. So yeah. it's a forced reflection and you learn so much about that person in that in that time period and you yeah. just keep asking, just keep asking. Yeah, and, and I wouldn't underestimate the value of that. Yeah. I heard a stat recently that was 30% of new hires resign within the first 90 days. Wow. And it's a lack of alignment Yeah, that causes that. Straight out. Um, maybe it's the job ad not being transparent enough. Maybe it's just a lack of alignment when it comes to values. That's it. But that's a lot of wasted resource. Oof. On the business, yeah, and on that person, yeah. So I would not underestimate that, yeah. You know the value of the interview questions and, and, and asking so personal and professional. That's it, and that actually um, on that on that topic, uh, we were talking about it before, Linda. That whole idea of hiring fast, sorry, hire slow, fire fast. Yeah. So in in a nutshell, we probably you guys probably heard this all over the place, but hire slow. Take your time to mm. interview and to assess and to weigh up your applicants. So you you hire the right person for the right role. Yeah. But then if and when you need to fire someone or make them redundant because they are no longer a cultural fit, a wills fit or a skills fit or mm-hmm. an issue's happened, get yeah. them out quick because that can tarnish a really good culture you're yeah. working on. Like I think yeah. that's probably the number one thing we've learned in the last maybe 18 months is our culture is sacred. We yeah. all work very hard in the leadership team to keep that culture that way. Yeah, it's so true. And if we don't... Listen to maintain our team that. and maintain our team and show up for our team by firing quick, quick, yeah. the wrong people, then we're eroding our culture. A hundred percent. So it's important. Yeah. I think that's such a big point to you that not many people think of. Like as an employer, you're probably focused on that person and trying to make that decision, but you're really not then thinking about everybody around them and how that looks to them, you know, working alongside someone who isn't pulling their weight, mm-hmm. for example. You know, how does that frustrate the other members of the team yeah. as well? And that's also a really important point here. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. That's a really good, like, uh, segue into this concept number mm. two, which we've already touched on quite a bit of it, Linda, that window and mirror concept out of Collins's book. Tell me about this concept. What, yeah. what do we mean by windows and mirrors? So the window and mirror concept is awesome. Mm. I love it. It's basically when things are going right – is that person pointing out to the mirror and saying, this person helped me, this person did that, this person contributed to the success? And when things go wrong, is that person looking in the mirror and saying, yeah, I'm responsible for this? Mm-hmm. And how they talk about situations of success and failure yeah. is just so important because it helps understand, firstly, do they have a growth mindset? Yeah. Are they a team player? Yeah. Are they on this team? Are they on the bus? Yeah. And are they in yeah, the right seat, yeah, yeah. right? Are they on the bus? Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And I know that we are like that here. Everyone celebrates everyone's wins. Like when someone like you, you released this incredible website this week and I know you project managed the whole thing and I know you did a lot of the string pulling in the background, but the first thing you did when it went live was you did a huge thank out, thankful message to your team that helped you get that. And then I've reached out to the client. I haven't told you this. I reached out to the client and oh. I said it looked really great. 
And he came back and said, make sure Linda gets the praise she deserves. So oh, wow. as much as, you know. I you, didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, no. That's just nice to hear on the yeah, podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you're just holding that inside. Yeah, because I, I was going to tell you and then I forgot. So, you know, real-time right. feedback. But, yeah, you did, oh, a, awesome. you did an incredible job with that. So much so that, like, and even, like, you, you did the whole window concept. You yeah. said, look at my team, look what my team achieved. And, you know, the clients come back and obviously you're the face that they see. So they're going to thank you. But you're like. It was a team effort and it and it truly was. It truly was a team effort. And what goes around comes around. Exactly. You know, I have colleagues and they put in so much time into this project. If they don't get that praise, like I know what it's like to invest a lot of time in something, not necessarily do it for the praise. We never do it for that reason. But it's also important to make sure that it's known that they yeah. contributed to this. Plus, Linda's got another 10 projects coming up she needs their help with, so <laughs> better bundle them up now. What goes around comes around, didn't I just say that? <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly it. No, but in all honesty, that's just like, that's the way the world works. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? We respect each other. We we get things done together. We work hard as a team. That's how we work here. Yeah. I think we are very, very, very fortunate to have, you know, business leaders here that are living and breathing that culture every single day yeah and we are all um winning together we're constantly winning we're winning or learning together so true it honestly starts from there like you're so right t if we didn't have that environment where we were always getting praised and you know our efforts were always being acknowledged if we didn't have that environment then for sure there would be times where i'm sure we would be tempted to want to put our hand up and say this was my project like look how successful it is. Oh yeah. But because we're in that safe, like such nurturing environment, yeah. it allows us to be these leaders and to be in that growth mindset. Yeah. Um, I have a question though. What do you what do you do if you hire someone that interviews well in this respect, mm. but then you find out, you know, once they're employed that they're they're quite defensive and they have that mindset? Like what what do you think of that? Yeah, it's a good question, Linda, because uh, I've seen it. You've seen it too many times. People interview really well. They answer all the questions right. They present really well. And then, you know, they, they get a role and very quickly you start to pick up on some maybe attitude things. Yeah. Um, there's a bit of defensiveness there. And let's let's be real. In in I know me, and we were talking about this before, in our early stages of our career, mm. we are young. We're trying to earn our stripes. We are keen and eager to please. So yeah. we can sometimes come across as a little bit defensive when maybe things don't go our way or we make little mistakes here and there. And yeah. like as you grow up and you, you realize. You try and cover it up. That's yeah, it. we've all been there. Yeah, that's it. And when you realize mistakes are actually just blessings in disguises and you're only just, that's what experience is. Experience is just the amount of times you've made mistakes. Um, <laughs> that's literally. so true. That's all it is. Yeah. Um, and we are very, we're very experienced That's very now. philosophical. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, you're welcome. <laughs> Tasha's little philosophical bites for today. Uh, the question it's was. all the someone, stoic reading you've been yeah, doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, there is there's a bit of work to be done yeah first of all this person's been hired now now legally if you've hired them with a probation period obviously Mm -hmm. you have a period of time that you can really try and work on this and figure out if it's a wills skills or values problem yeah and if it's one of probably the values or the wills issue then can it be changed can it be uh, can that person be uh, mentored and coached and guided towards where we need them to be for the yep. role that they're in. Yeah. And if so, fantastic, great, let's do it. We are definitely, we will always assume positive intent yep. here at Red Pandas and we'll always work with our team members to get them to where we need them to be, whether that's through more training, resources, support, time, um, you know, uh, emotional support, mental health support. Like there's so much 
that mm. we can do to help you be the best that you can be at work and in your life. Yeah. Because like we say, it's not really balance, it's just presence. How present are you in these roles? Mm-hmm. But ultimately, Linda, if someone doesn't, if, if you've worked and you've tried and you can, you know, my mum always used to say, if you can put your hand on your heart and say you've done, you've done your best. Yeah then we have to we have to move on and we have to get them out of that role yeah because like i was saying before we can't have that wrong person in the role yeah tarnishing a culture that we're working really hard on yeah because it will happen inevitably it will happen yeah and as leaders we have to show up every day aware of the culture that we're bringing into the team and know that we're working hard on this i can't mm-hmm. we can't afford to have one kink in the chain yeah we are a small agile team about 15 of us. We can manage that. I can't speak to a team that's got 60, 70, 80 yeah. people in it. Yeah. So this is really coming from a place of we've got a team of 15. There's a core leadership team of four. So it's mm-hmm. it's a lot easier to manage and handle. Yeah. So that's my two cents. I guess from there, right, it's the same concept, but what you would kind of envision within that bigger team is, you know, you'd have your leaders that you work with, let's say as a CEO, founder, whatever it is, but making sure that you are talking about these concepts so that way they're talking about these things with their team. And it feeds down. it's just about distilling that. That's it, yeah. Yeah. yeah, You're right. It feeds down. Like uh, ultimately a culture, it does, it starts from top down. Yeah. And so if you've got the right people in the right seat and we're growing the right leaders that are fueling their teams with what we're fueling them, Mm -hmm. then one would hope, that, yep. that that culture continues and we don't have to, you know, constantly be doing culture reworks and whatnot. But yep. I think at the end of the day, weeds will always get through no matter where yep. you are and what type of gardening you're doing. But uh, <laughs> I think it's contextual at the end of the day, you yeah. know, like with this particular concept, the window and mirror concept, I think it depends on that person and I think this one is definitely workable. You yep. know, like we said, if if they're younger and they haven't had that much experience, then they're ultimately going to want to put their hand up for success and hide from failure. Mm. I think that education piece is important, though. As a leader, that's where you need to show up and let them know that that space is there where they can, yep. you that's know. psych safety. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, you know, encouraging that growth mindset so they feel comfortable to be able to do that. Yeah. I think that that's something that you can work through 100%. I think where you got to draw the line is that, like you said, the um the values side of thing yep. and ultimately the skills side of thing yeah you know if you hire someone for that role they need to have the skills to yeah back it. and like your lead your team are looking at you uh to solve problems to lead the team and to get them to take them to success with you that's mm. what we're here for we're a team we want to go there together and if there is a, a weak link in the chain or there is a weed with within the you know the flowers that yeah um is causing pain whatever or that thorns. pain might, or thorns. Tasha. I like weed, but oh, you're a weed. No, you're I, a, was, I was more thinking you're the, you're thorn, a I'm weed. the flower. <laughs> oh, whoops. and then there's a weed. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, really, every if you're a flower, you have thorns. Just Not underneath depends your flower. Depends what flower you are. If I'm My, a magnolia, I don't have thorns. Oh, well, I'm going to be a flower with. You're a rose. I'm going to have a ton of thorns. Don't you worry. Yeah, anyway. I'm going to have a thorny rose. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Just kept going. And we're sober. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, anyway. Yourself. Uh, anyway, so <laughs> our final concept from Jim yep. Collins' Good to Great is this idea of job versus responsibility. Talk to me about that, Tasha. I like this one. I had a, a hire. A I had a, a boss a few years ago, <laughs> a long time ago actually. Um, An employer. And, yeah, employer. Yeah. Thank you. That's what I was looking yeah, for. Yeah. Um, and he used to say, it's not a job, 
because the job's just over broke. I'm like, what do you mean? And, you know, J-O-B, just over broke. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, I think I kind of get that. But it took me some years to really realise, okay, what's the concept behind this job versus responsibility thing? And it's like, yeah, cool, we all have a job to do, Mm -hmm. yes. But if we change our mindset slightly and we look at the work that we do every day as not so much as a job but a career, it's a responsibility, it's a journey that we're on and that we're doing, and we have a we we have a place that we're going. We have a outcome that we're trying to achieve. We have an objective that we're working towards. Mm-hmm. It is a huge mindset change oh, yeah. in how you show up to work and how you show up for your team and your colleagues and um, you know your bosses or your whatever. Yeah. And um, a really good example is uh, a teacher. Yeah. So you look at a teacher, and I can fully relate to this because mm. I'm an early childcare teacher by trade, but. I don't teach little ones anymore uh, school. I teach swimming on yeah. some off days here and there. And when I show up as a swim teacher, I'm not just showing up for a job. And it's funny because so many parents are like, oh, you know, this is your job. And I'm like, no, it's not a job. I actually yeah. loved, I love doing this. Yeah. But it's more of a responsibility. Mm-hmm. I show up because I have to teach these kids how to swim. Yeah. They need oh, to, like, I, I take yeah. that responsibility. I'm like, these kids need to know how to paddle, kick a bubble. Otherwise mm-hmm. they're going to die. Yeah. So it's really important to teach this life lifelong skill so teachers and coaches are really similar in that mindset they have this autonomy and this sense of ownership and responsibility over the job that they do the job the work that they're doing yeah and like i'm i'm immensely passionate and proud of what i do here at red pandas and when Mm -hmm. i show up as a um as a coach to some of my clients as a hubspot coach as a uh, account manager or as a leader for the team i'm extremely passionate about making sure that I'm doing my job, I'm showing up in the best way I possibly can. And ultimately it shows whether you are a teacher, like you said, T, whether you're in marketing and your clients will notice this, it's going to show depending on how you view what you do. And not only client facing for us in marketing, but even to your colleagues as well. You know, if, well, we are, you know, we work hard. We don't see what we do as a nine to five. We never really do a nine to five and that's okay, right? Because we're all on the same train. We know what direction we're heading in. Well, the train does the same thing. No, it just has more wheels. <laughs> I don't think trains have wheels. Wait, it does. <laughs> They're on those tracks. <laughs> the line. Oh, yeah. It's just like a track. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen a train with wheels. Uh, Maybe do they, they ever have wheels? I don't know. I feel like they never would yeah, have. There's some train guard listening to this. <laughs> shaking his head. Yeah. Oh, stick to your industry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, so yes, we're all in the same bus. It shows. Moving this, yeah. It <laughs> definitely shows. 100%. And Linda's, Linda's all over that. Like you've got this responsibility of content within the business that is no one else's business. Mm. And you're just all over the fact that content's got to look, sound, feel, vibe in a certain way. And that's that's your responsibility. It's not your yeah. job. It's your responsibility. Yeah. yeah. And you and you see that you saw that before that was even your role. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> so it's only natural that that is now your role. I guess we've all had colleagues though. Like I know I can think of some where five o'clock hits, the bag is being packed, laptops yeah, yeah. closed, and you're like, mm, what about that thing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's cl- frustrating, yeah, even it is. for colleagues. Yeah, you know what I mean. I guess at the end of the day, it's like they see their role yeah. as a job, yeah. And there is a uh, there is a misalignment there between cultural values, um, wills, or skills somewhere. Yeah. There's a yeah. misalignment somewhere. You know what's interesting though, T? I will say some companies actually breed this culture 
of clock of, watching. Yeah. I'm not surprised. Yeah. Probably like government jobs. Yeah, maybe. I reckon. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've seen it in Friends before yeah. where their their bosses are very happy with a nine to five, do as much as you can in that and then go yeah. home, clock off. Again, that's Linda, it. like I think obviously every every business is going to be a little bit different. We are an agile, small yep. team. Um, you know, we are embedded in the business operations and, and processes like mm-hmm. from the minute from go to like we're still – we're not startup but we're, no. in, in that, we're, we're like we're in the middle of that scale-up phase. Yeah. Where we're, we're getting into the point of, okay, now we need to, unless, no, not become like clock watchers, but we've got to respect each other's time. Yeah. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. At the end of the day, like we're parents, we're partners, we've got family members that we need to show up for outside of work. Mm-hmm. And like I said before, it's not a balance, the presence. Yeah. You want to be present yeah. in those roles. Yeah. So we respect each other's time. But with that said, if there is deadlines to be met, like, we have a we have an accreditation <laughs> we have to meet next yeah. Wednesday. And like, there is a good chance I'm working most of Sunday to get to get through to that deadline. Yeah. It is what it is. I don't do mm-hmm. it every weekend. There are deadlines we've got to meet sometimes. Yeah. And at, because we have such a fantastic culture and we have the right people in the right seat on the right bus, yeah. people don't mind doing that little bit of extra here and there. And can I say as well, I think a big part of that is also I think it's the employer's responsibility to be able to create that opportunity where you can allow people to feel more responsible in their role yeah. and allow them that opportunity where they feel like they're actually getting value out of it, they're yeah. getting growth opportunities yes. because if someone's feeling that way and they feel like they're contributing more towards your business, then it's going to want to make them in turn take more initiative and be more proactive 100%. and spend that extra time. Yeah. So I think it's equally as important for the employer to yeah. create that space. Yeah, I love that. And like yeah. on, on that note, a company success, this is a, a piece of info I think I got down from the book, a company success depends on the collective effort of all of its employees, Yeah. not just a few top leaders. Like with making lead- everybody feel that's responsible. That's it, exactly. Yeah. We've, got to, we've got to put that autonomy and responsibility into our team members so that they can help us get to the goals that we all want to get to. Yeah. And how awesome is it at the end of every month when Soph brings out the financials and mm. says, we've smashed it this month and that's because you sold this and you did that and you did that upsell. True, I and love then that. It's yeah. awesome. It's yeah. awesome. Like you see how I contributed. You see how you contributed. You see how this person here who might not be in sales but kept yeah. their account in a certain budget yeah. contributed. Yeah. And it's incredible to see the the. the culture of like finances the sense of purpose that that gives you (laughs) yeah Yeah. it's incredible it's awesome yeah it's taken us a while to get there though everyone that's listening like this doesn't happen overnight this and it's not one person this is heaps of coaching this is heaps of mentoring this is heaps of um you know moby sophie you me tony's time sitting there looking at spreadsheets how can we be tighter with this how can we be um more open with this how do we make this more readable so it's it's hard work yeah hard work but that's the culture. Yeah. We work hard and we play hard. <laughs> <laughs> I no. feel like that clocks us off. Yeah, yeah. It's, a four, it's 4 p.m. on a Friday. That's it. We're done. <laughs> Bye, Felicia. <laughs> no, thanks, Linda. It's been great. Thanks, T.